Plaza Direct King's Court starts now.
won and lost against the best. This old road's been a hell of a test. I'm still driving. I ain't slowing down. There's rules I love to break and bend. Mistakes I've made again and again. But I tell you this, my friends, I'm still around. I hit it hard, man. So far, man. No laying up, no holding back. And a good Monday morning, St. Louis and all points northeast, south, and west. We welcome you in. This is the Window World King's Court coming your way this morning, live and in color, on KevinSlaytonShow.com. KevinSlaytonShow.com. Now you can hear our podcast right here as well. You can also hear it on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, Anchor, any place you listen to podcasts. We always have our phone lines open, 636 538 here in the Window World King's Court. Now, I mentioned on... Uh, social media last night that we have breaking news on the show this morning and you will hear it in about 30 minutes. You're going to hear convicted of seditious conspiracy. One of the proud boys by the name of Zach real. He will be joining us from his prison cell right here this morning. You will not believe what this government has done to Zach and to other January 6th defendants. You won't believe you're living in the United States. We've been saying this on our show for months, perhaps for years now. And we wanted to always get to the bottom of it. And we're finally getting to the bottom of it. And you're not going to believe it. You are literally not going to believe what you hear this morning. It will send shivers up your spine. These people are facing 20 plus years in prison. For what? Do you know that no one in the history of this country since the Civil War has been convicted of seditious conspiracy? No American citizen. And just last week, last Thursday, we had four members of the Proud Boys convicted. With no evidence, mind you. No evidence. Flimsy text messages in a chat room that no one really knows what they mean. And an unnamed amount of FBI informants were members of the chat. So we don't know who was saying what. That's the evidence. Not one of them was convicted of bringing weapons to the Capitol grounds that day. Not one. (laughs) The judge in the case is a Trump appointee. Go figure that out. FBI informants were caught on text chatting about deleting evidence. And yet these men were convicted. There was illegal surveillance by the government of the January 6th defendants in conversations with their own attorneys at the jailhouse. That's illegal. (laughs) It's incredible what's going on here. And you're going to hear it from Zach Real, and how scared he is and how obviously frustrated he is with a public defender attorney that he had appointed for him because he couldn't afford an attorney. Any attorney out there listening 
who has experience in criminal defense should want to jump on this appeal. This appeal will win. The sad part is, how long will it take? He's already been in jail for two and a half years. He's been in solitary confinement since last November. He entered the Capitol where the doors were wide open. He walked past police. He took some selfies. According to Zach Real, that's it. We'll get into the details a little bit more closely this morning when we talk to him. He only has 30 minutes. The government will hang up in 30 minutes. So we'll have him on for 30 minutes. Of course, it'll be being recorded by the government. So keep an eye on me for the next uh, few months, years, rest of my life. Hopefully I won't die a suspicious death. But we don't care because you know what? Somebody has to fight for these people. Somebody has to make known what the government is doing to American citizens, innocent American citizens, who've done nothing. They went after Tucker Carlson. Joe Biden is the most criminally corrupt elected official in our nation's history. There isn't any doubt about it. In fact, he admits it himself. I'm not sure you should assume I'm not corrupt, but I'm thank you for that. The system does produce corruption, and I think implicit in the system is corrupt. Yes, it is implicit in the system. And you're right, we, uh, we don't assume you're not corrupt. We assume you are. In fact, we don't even have to assume anymore after seeing the evidence displayed from James Comer and his oversight committee last week. We know Joe Biden's corrupt. It's not an assumption anymore. It's not an opinion. It's not us saying, look at the evidence. We have now seen all of the evidence. Now, the mainstream media is telling you there's nothing to see, but of course we all know better. You'll hear this morning from Brett Tolman again, a seasoned U.S. attorney who devoted his career to the Department of Justice and how disappointed and disgusted he is with the current state of affairs of the Department of Justice and how corrupt and politically partisan it's become. We live in a Third Reich. They just don't call it that. Joe Biden is one of the great criminals of the entire history of our country. He is a rotten, pure, evil human being who is now accusing us all of being racist yet again. Over the weekend, he addressed Howard University, an historically black college, one of the historically black colleges and universities. Imagine them inviting him to speak at their graduation ceremony, knowing full well he would simply spew his racist banter. It amazes me that a black college invites a known racist bigot clan sympathizer to address their graduating class. That is stunning in itself. Shame on Howard University and anyone who had anything to do with that. Do you think Martin Luther King Jr. would have asked for Joe Biden to address any black college or university? A guy who sympathizes with the grand poobah of the Ku Klux Klan, called him his best friend, eulogized him, said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black, said, I don't want my children going to school in a racial jungle. That's all from the mouth of this guy. And Howard University invites him to talk at their graduation. All of that came the day before his vice president heals up Horace 
delivered a, mo- a Mother's Day story for all of us to ponder. My mother used to, she would give us a hard time sometimes and she would say to us, I don't know what's wrong with you young people. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> you exist in the context of all in which you live and what came before you. Happy Mother's Day. And to the mothers out there who understand what she said, you get a special prize. You talk pig Latin, and you understand that apparently from that pig. That is just, that is unbelievable, isn't it? That is the second in command in this country. More nonsensical drivel out of her mouth. But that paled in comparison to Saturday when Biden addressed Howard University and said this. We know that American history has not always been a fairy tale. From the start, it's been a constant push and pull for more than 240 years between the best of us, the American ideal that we're all created equal, and the worst of us, the harsh reality that racism has long torn us apart. It's a battle that's never really over. But on the best days, enough of us have the guts and the hearts to stand up for the best in us, to choose love over hate, unity over disunion, progress over retreat, to stand up against the poison of white supremacy as I did my inaugural address to a single out as the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. Wow. Unity over disunion, he said. I don't even know what disunion means. This guy's talking about unity. While he further divides the country on racial lines, it's all he has. He knows nothing else. Scream racist crap, inflame part of the electorate, and get some votes. That's his whole game. He doesn't know anything else. It's what he is. He's a bigot, and he uses bigotry to stir up votes and gin up hatred on the part of the black community for white people. That's what he does. Now, he said this, as I mentioned, at Howard University, a predominantly black college and a university in the history of our country that Donald Trump, by the way, gave over $70 million to, but Joe Biden hasn't given them a penny. Biden actually acted as though he wasn't saying these things because he was at a black commencement school. I'm not saying this because I'm at a black HBCU. I say it wherever I go. To reject political extremism, to reject political violence, protect fundamental rights and freedom for women, to choose for transgender children to be free. I don't know what a transgender children are, but a transgender child. I'm not sure what it is. If anyone knows, you're ahead of me. Same as if you can interpret Heels Up Harris, you're ahead of me. But this racial bigot, Biden, is a danger to this country, has been a danger to this country since the day he was elected to the Senate. He's been a bigot ever since. All of the crime bills passed in our earlier history when he was in the Senate were spearheaded by him to attack black men. This guy has a deep-rooted hatred for the black community. He hates you. He wants you to vote for him, but he hates you. And if you don't think that's true, 
shame on you. Start paying attention and open your head and start learning what this guy's all about. Charlie Hurt, where does this Biden nonsense, where does he come up with this? I don't know where he comes up with this stuff. Uh, I assume he knows he's lying about this because he's trying to pander to the audience. But maybe it's possible that the people he hangs out with, the people he grew up with, were a bunch of white supremacists. But listening to him talk about this in this day and age, in this America, where uh, this is the biggest lie you could imagine, it makes your skin crawl. It's really disgusting. It's divisive. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's horrifying and it's destructive to the country. Carpe diem, Charlie Hurt. He's so right. So right. Well, why does Biden keep doing this, Charlie Hurt? He's in a real political bind. He has nothing but terrible ideas. He's horrible for the country. His ideas are horrible for the country. He knows it. He's going to lose. He can't win another election. So his only hope is to go to a uh, graduation ceremony like this and talk and, and try to pander and try to make up these nightmarish scenarios and talking about uh, white supremacy in this country and what a threat it is to our national it's 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 lunacy it's like you you wouldn't even get it in a horror movie today but this is how desperate the guy is and how completely unhinged and detached he is from even democrat voters yeah. that this is what he has to resort to yeah i don't hear democrat voters walking around saying oh my god the white supremacy is a most terror dangerous terrorist threat in our country only this nitwit does that and then inadvertently, during the same speech, he completely spot-on described himself. Again, let's be clear. There are those that don't see you and don't want this future. There are those who demonize and pit people against one another. And there are those who do anything and everything, no matter how desperate or immoral, to hold on to power. Does he not realize that's him? That's it. That's Democrats in general, but him specifically? Desperately do anything, no matter how immoral, to hold on to power. That's Joe Biden. That sums him up and it sums his wife up. Both desperately egomaniacal, power-hungry, greedy, immoral people. I saw something yesterday. It said, if you voted for Biden, you were, you're a sucker. If you continue to vote for him, you're a loser. So if you want to have the double dose of being a sucker and a loser, be my guest. Larry Elder isn't fooled by Biden's white supremacy claims. Biden just spoke at, at Howard University. And he said the number one threat to the homeland is white supremacy. Are you smoking something? The Southern Poverty Leadership Conference put out a report about the number of people that were killed because of white white extremists last year. 25. 10,000 blacks were murdered uh, in 2020, almost all murdered by other black people. The CDC said a young black male ages 10 to 43, um, (laughs) a young young black man aged 10 to 43 is 13 times more likely to be murdered than a young white man. Same demo. Now, unless you're prepared to say blacks are just genetically inclined to commit crime, you have to ask yourself what's going on. And what's going on is, as I said before, the epidemic of fatherlessness. And we don't talk enough about that. So it's just a huge, huge lie. 
uh, and it's pitting, it's pitting people against each other. It's causing uh, blacks to demand things, to think that they're victims, white, to think that they're oppressive. That's why we're having this ridiculous conversation about reparations. It's absurd that somebody owes me something because of something that somebody else did to my ancestors. I mean, that we're even talking about this to me is just amazing. I couldn't agree more. It's stunning to me that this reparation talk even has an audience. I doubt that it really does, but it has some people, black people out in California that we heard speaking at a town hall meeting, screaming and yelling how they deserve it. So it does have an audience. It's an audience of buffoons, but it has some somewhat of a limited audience. But I agree with Larry Elder, by the way, who's black. I can't even believe we're even having this conversation. This is insanity. It's how desperate liberals are to resort to race baiting that Biden claims our greatest domestic terrorism issue is white supremacist and that California claims we should be paying reparations. Are these people insane? And the answer is yes, they are. It used to be sort of a joke. You'd say, oh, that guy so-and-so is insane. You know, he's a nut job. Ha, 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 wink, wink, ha, ha, yuck, yuck. Now it's a, it's, it's true. Biden and the liberals are insane. They're mentally deficient. They're sick people. And they are intent on destroying this country. They lie no matter what the topic, no matter what the issue, they lie. Then they turn around and lie about Donald Trump. Lying. Donald Trump didn't lie during that entire town hall that I watched. I didn't hear a single lie. But every time I hear liberals open their mouth, they lie. And you know what? You know why they're lying about Donald Trump lying? Because they're all saying it. They all got their marching orders from Democrat National Headquarters. Hey, pound on the fact that Donald Trump's a liar. Let's try to convince America that he's lying. What do you lie about? They never tell you. They, they don't even mention one specific lie when they try to do that like Jessica Tarlov did last week. She made up another lie. She said that Donald Trump only finished 52 miles of wall when he finished over 500. <laughs> I mean, they, they lie about their own lies, and then they lie about that. Talk about a quicksand of lies. And she said it was a cascade of lies coming out of his mouth. The liar is you. You got fact-checked, wench. You're a liar. I can't imagine being in any worse position than being proven a liar when you're calling someone else a liar. That's got to be the worst, the most most humiliating position you can be in. It's unbelievable, really. But as I mentioned, they'll lie about anything. The little black lesbian, Karine Jean-Pierre, is lying about massive overruns at the border. And then these massive releases of these of these uh, illegal aliens in our society. The way we see that, it's sabotage. It's pure and, and simple. That's how that uh, reads to us. The claims that CB, CBP is allowing or encouraging mass uh, release of migrants uh, and is just categorically false. That is not what's occurring. That is not what's happening. It's not? 83,000? That's not massive? Categorically false, she says. Anytime a politician says categorically, you know they're lying. That's the buzzword. They believe that if they say categorically, you're going to say, well, then it's, it's not a lie. 
If they say it's really, 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 really not happening, it's happening. That's akin to categorically. Biden is so out to lunch, he actually thinks the border got better. How do you think things are going at the border, sir? Much better, much, much better than you all expected. They have gone down. My hope is they'll continue to go down. We have more, a lot more work to do. And we need some more help from the Congress as well in terms of funding and legislative changes. Better than you people thought they were doing. <laughs> well, he's not alone. Mayorkas says there's a 50% reduction in crossings. Past two days, the, the United States Border Patrol has seen an approximately 50% drop in the number of people encountered at our southern border as compared to the numbers earlier this week before Title 42 came to an end midnight on Thursday. Let me see if I understand this clown. And this guy is a clown. He is an, probably the most arrogant, nose-up-in-the-air liar that God has ever seen. Because I don't believe God created this guy. He's a satanic creature. When you're telling us, despite all of the video evidence to the contrary that we've seen with our own eyes, our own lying eyes, I guess, you're telling us that there's been a 50% reduction of border encounters since Title 42 expired. That's what he's telling us. If you believe him, you belong in a nut house because you're nuts. You're just nuts. There's no getting around it. There's no discussing anything with you. You're too far gone. The liberal poison has infected your brain to a fairly well. And Biden has no idea that the Republicans have already put together an immigration plan. Listen to this. What is it that they are going to cut? What are they going to keep? Or just tell us. Are they going to make sure they continue to fund the Defense Department? Are they not going to cut veterans? Well, if they're not going to do that, what are they going to cut? Wow. Anthony Desposito, who's a congressman from New York. Biden's lying, of course. You guys have a plan. You've been doing it for 100 days, putting it together, right? We spent uh, the first uh, 100 days of Congress putting together the Secure the Border Act. It's one of the most comprehensive uh, border bills that uh, this country has seen. Uh, we'd be able to increase Customs and Border Patrol agents by 22,000. Uh, we would invest in technology and infrastructure. We'd begin the uh, the building of the wall again uh, and, and many other uh, ideas that were put into that bill uh, to keep this nation safe. And that, that was uh, part of the Republican conference mission. Uh, we had a commitment to America, and part of that was a nation that's safe. And we wanted to make sure that we put together one of the most comprehensive bills that we could to protect this country, and we did, and we delivered. And now it's in the hands of the president, and, uh, you know, he uh, he's telling us that he's not sure what's in it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And he's going to veto it, too, on top of that. So the only comprehensive immigration plan that Congress put forth that Karine Jean-Pierre has been screaming about in Mayorkas, blaming Congress for not coming up with anything, they have a bill sitting right in front of you. A comprehensive bill that envelops all of the things he just talked about. And it's sitting there. Biden apparently doesn't even know it's there. Certainly doesn't know what's in it. He's asking reporters. Marcus keeps blaming Congress. Karine Jean-Pierre keeps blaming Congress. Well, there it is. It's right in front of you. Pass it. Sign it. Do something. Other than stick your thumb up your ass. 
That's all Biden's good for. But he does wear his bicycle helmet in case he falls. I think he should take it off, and then if he falls, maybe to knock some truth into him. It's hard to knock truth into a compulsive liar, though, isn't it? We want to just uh, set the stage for what's going to happen here in the next few minutes. We're going to get a call from the prison in Alexandria, Virginia. And when we do, we will have to answer a couple of questions that we're willing to accept that it's being recorded. la di da di da You'll hear all that. And then we'll have Nate, or, uh, excuse me, Zach Reel on the show with us. So that's the way it's going to happen. And it will come out of nowhere when he calls as soon as he gets a hold of the phone. But I can't believe the things I hear. Now, everybody has been watching the border for the two and a half years that Biden's been in office, right? You've seen it all. You've seen all of the crossings. You've heard the numbers that are astronomical. You've seen them all being disseminated into American society by a corrupt president who's trying to buy votes. But, of course, there's no election interference. We've seen it all. We've seen the video. This stooge Hakeem Jeffries, who's the leader in the House, minority leader in the House, says this whole border thing is a fiction. As is often the case with my extreme MAGA Republican colleagues, they create a fictional argument around what's happening at the border and then actually do nothing to solve the real problem. My extreme MAGA Republican colleagues, you got that right out of Talking Points Central. This guy I never thought had a functioning IQ, and he doesn't, and he makes it clear every time he opens his mouth as he just did. He's a stooge. He's a liberal stooge who knows nothing. But his lies are so outrageous that no one believes him. The border problem is a fiction. The Republicans have done nothing to solve it. We just played for you what Anthony Desposito said. The bill is sitting there. The immigration bill is done. But Biden doesn't know what's in it. And Akeem Jeffries doesn't know it exists. Wow. Tulsi Gabbard, what do you think about good old Hakeem Jeffries? It's really outrageous to see leaders in the Democratic Party trying to make this a partisan issue, playing partisan politics, when this is a very serious issue that affects all Americans. We not only have an administration and Democratic leaders who are failing to recognize the very serious risk that we are facing, they are complicit in escalating that threat and that risk through their open border policies. Yes, they are, Chelsea. Thank you for that. And Ted Cruz, our uh, research assistant, found this, had a reporter who was spewing the liberal talking points about the border, and Ted Cruz would have none of it down on the border where Sandy Cortez is not. The talking point of the Democrats, which this media reporter happily parrots, is, gosh, the problem can't be fixed. There's one little problem with that. It is an utter and complete lie. In 2020, the last year of the Trump presidency, we had the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. You ask, what have I done? I've championed the men and women of Border Patrol. I've championed securing the border. I've championed Remain in Mexico. And we turned this problem around and solved it. And we went from Joe Biden inherited the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. And the first day in office, he made political decisions to cause this problem. And you should be ashamed of yourself because you're a reporter and you're not reporting facts. You're telling lies. Carpe quadruple diem, Senator Cruz. You can't shame these reporters. They're liberals. They lie for a living. It's what they do. And when you hear from Zach Reel from his jail cell in Alexandria, Virginia momentarily, 
you're going to understand how the government lawyers lie in court, in open court. How they hide evidence, how evidence is destroyed, how it's missing. Exculpatory evidence, that is. I don't know if we could become more corrupt in this country, but it's dangerous for the citizens. We all should know that if they'll do this to these people, they'll do it to all of us. Don't ever think you're immune to this corrupt government coming after you for some made-up, trumped-up charge. Don't ever think that any corporation wouldn't come after you, any woke company like Fox News, that would come after you and put a chilling effect on everyone that works there by what they did to Tucker Carlson. It's all tied in. We used to say mainstream media, and we exempted Fox, for the most part, from the liberal woke philosophy to corrupt this entire nation. Fox is complicit, as we all know they are now. Now, they'll keep trotting out some people to make it look like they're on the side of conservatism and against government corruption, but they're not. As a company, they're not. They have some individuals who will stand up against it, but they won't stand up very long and they won't stand up very strongly because they saw what happened to their colleague. And when Tucker Carlson aired the video of many of the January 6th defendants walking through the Capitol with police escorts, welcomed into the Capitol with open doors, showing that these people have been arrested, charged, tried, and convicted and sentenced to lengthy jail sentences for doing nothing wrong. That was the last straw for Tucker. That was it. Anyone can opine on any other reasons that that this type of thing could happen, but that was it. Fox doesn't want the truth out. Fox wants you to believe there was an insurrection, just like all media wants you to believe that. One of the things Ned or Zach Real told me uh, yesterday was he'll be on time this morning unless the government stops him from calling us and tries to move him to another prison. He said, we're, we're at their whim. So if we don't hear from him, that's what happened. But think about that for a moment. Because they recorded my phone call with him yesterday. So they know everything that we were going to do today. It's now 7.30, 8.30 Eastern time. And that's when the call was coming. So we'll keep an eye out, but I'm starting to smell a rat again from this government. I'm surprised we haven't had Internet problems again. That surprises me. But I can tell you some of the things that have happened, and then we'll go on with some of the rest of our show. When it comes to Zach himself and his other defendants, some of the things this government has done, in this trial, this sham January 6th trial, and that's what, that's all it is. There is no real trial in front of a real judge. This is a judge appointed by Trump, and this just shows you how corrupt judges are, that they will lie in their confirmation hearings and then turn around and do exactly the opposite of what they say. In the case of Zach Real, 
and three others. The jury took six days after four months of a trial, took six days of deliberation. Pretty interesting, isn't it? There were last-minute disclosures of numerous FBI informants in this case. There was open hostility between the judge and defense attorneys. There was the accidental discovery of explosive messages between FBI agents discussing deleted evidence, a doctored report, surveillance of attorney-client jailhouse communications, multiple sightings in evidence of the still-uncharged Ray Epps, a convoluted appellate ruling on the legitimacy of a key charge in the case, All of that was part of this case. I mentioned earlier that up until last week, no American had been convicted of seditious conspiracy. But Biden's Justice Department decided to go after American citizens who simply strolled into the Capitol. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Most of the government's evidence, I mentioned this earlier in the show, consisted of these text messages Posted in group chats, these text threads included the presence of an unknown number of FBI informants. So we don't know who was texting what. And that's considered evidence today? No defendant was accused of bringing any weapons to the Capitol or assaulting a police officer. One defense attorney described the Justice Department's case as fairy dust. (laughs) The leader of this group of four that was convicted last week was in a Baltimore hotel on January 6th. He left Washington under court order. He was arrested on January 4th for an unrelated incident. One defense attorney, in closing arguments, told the jury the case was held together by paper clips and rubber bands. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Judge Kelly so was really an extra lawyer for the government. He routinely rubber-stamped government motions that made the convictions ripe for appeal, which is good. We can thank him for that. He denied the defendants release from jail. I mentioned that Zach Real has been in jail for two and a half years, solitary since last November, for doing nothing. The judge refused to move the trial out of Washington, D.C. Justice Department racking up convictions in record time. Here's the political bias in the makeup of the jury for Zach Reel. Six jurors have participated in liberal protests or marches, none in conservative-leaning demonstrations. Two cases, they marched in women's marches. In two, there were anti-gun marchers. In four, they were protesting Black Lives Matter after George Floyd. One sitting juror had a Black Lives Matter sign in her yard. The jury selection for this case coincided with the January 6th Committee's primetime television lies regarding the Proud Boys. The committee members in those telecasts singled out Proud Boys during those hearings. The judge in this case, and this is unheard of to me as a lawyer, forced defense attorneys to pre-clear 
cross-examination questions related to the use of FBI informants. And they clear it with prosecutors. What? He rejected a defense subpoena for Epps, refused to compel the testimony of a key FBI informant tied to one of the defendants. Have you ever heard of such a thing? I haven't. In my entire lifetime of reading trials, looking at trials, trial transcripts, So here we are, Zach Reel telling us yesterday, I will be on with you at 7.30 Central Time unless the government prevents me from making the call and transfers me out of this jail. And that is exactly apparently what is going on. Unbelievable stuff that this government pulls. Folks, we live in the most treasonous, corrupt government in the history of our nation. There is no other way for you to look at it. These are the kinds of things that are going on. Some of these, one of one of these jurors, I should say, was interviewed by a liberal rag called Vice, I believe it is, and said the evidence didn't show that Trump did anything other than say, be there, be wild. And stand back and stand by. That was his contribution. He says, I think they got a fair trial. Now, he says that even after admitting, and this is my favorite part, that there was significant evidence missing. Here's what he says about the chat rooms. And that this proves to him the Proud Boys had entered into a seditious conspiracy. All the chats, parlor, telegram, text messages back and forth, private text. I think that's what it boiled down to. What they had to say prior to January 6th and that they wanted to keep it secret. That's why the government couldn't present too much of the evidence they had because it was already deleted and unrecoverable. If it was already deleted and unrecoverable, how do you know it existed? You don't even know what was in there if something was deleted. And you convicted people, sentencing them to double-digit decades in prison based on evidence you didn't even see, but you took the government's word for it? What the fuck is wrong with you people? He's actually saying these things. It's unbelievable. The Proud Boys didn't want everybody to know their plan. That's why it was all deleted. Well, who deleted it? And what plan was there? He doesn't know. He says the deleted messages, listen to this now if you can follow this logic. The deleted messages, in his bizarre mind, a liberal juror, showed an absence of evidence of standing down. No one says, no, don't do this. We're not going to do this. There was none of that. And it was probably because they never said it. Probably. He doesn't know because the text messages were deleted by the FBI. (laughs) The government deleted certain messages, and this stupid-ass juror believes that they were messages that somehow didn't say anything about not doing anything wrong. Wow. 
the level of stupidity, this is why you never want a jury deciding your life. Don't do anything that will require a jury trial in your life. If you do, this is what you'll get, especially if it's against the government. Unbelievable. Seditious conspiracy. This is where we are, folks. And we sit here with Zach Real apparently being transferred to another prison. What do you make of this, government? Aren't you in fear of living in this country? I am. I wouldn't fear living in Canada like I fear living in this country. This government is actively pursuing innocent American citizens, charging them with bogus made-up charges, convicting them and sentencing them to years in jail. It's happening right in front of us. On evidence that the FBI deleted. Hey, take our word for it. These are bad guys. Well, how do we know? Because we said so. We said they were bad. They claim these imbecilic government people that Zach Real was seen spraying something at police from a distance. They don't know what. <laughs> we don't even know if he's really spraying anything. But it doesn't matter because if there's nothing there, they'll just make it up, which is exactly what they did. But they, a lot of the media in covering this, and one of the jurors said that this was breaking into the Capitol, overrunning police beating up and spraying a police officer. Now, I saw no evidence of anyone doing any of those things. According to Zach Reel, he walked into the Capitol, so he didn't break in. Police were standing there alongside him while he was taking selfies, so he didn't overrun any police. He didn't beat up any of those police officers. There's no video of that. They claim he sprayed something in the direction of police. What did they spray? Deodorant? We don't know. I would love to ask Zach that. I uncovered that piece of testimony from the juror after I spoke with Zach yesterday, so I wasn't able to ask him about it. Well, But I would have if the government had allowed his phone call today, but they're blocking him. The government doesn't want their story to be told. If the government's conviction of these four Proud Boys last week were real and legitimate, they would want to tell their story and scream it from the highest mountaintop. Instead, they're blocking prisoners from talking about it. They have access, the prisoners do, to 30-minute phone calls. Then the government cuts them off. As Zach Real told me yesterday, the only reason 
he wouldn't be able to call this morning as if they prevented him from calling and moved him to another prison. I find something inherently corrupt about a prison system that eavesdrops on prisoners' phone calls. I don't care if they tell you ahead of time they're going to do it or not. In a free society, they should have no right to eavesdrop and record anyone's conversations. For all they know, as a lawyer, I could be discussing his case with them to represent him on appeal. Now, it would be funny to hear what Zach supposedly sprayed at police officers because I can tell you this, I don't care what he sprayed. He didn't spray anything dangerous enough to injure a police officer, such as, oh, I don't know, a frozen water bottle that Black Lives Matter, George Floyd protesters threw at police routinely, hit them in the head, injured them in every city in America. And none of them were charged with seditious conspiracy. None of them weren't even arrested. That's actually a weapon. If you hit a police officer in the head with a frozen water bottle, you could kill them. But our government doesn't care about police, never has. Do you think Christopher Ray, the director of the FBI, gives a shit about any local police officer? He does not. They're all corrupt. And this is more proof of it today. I thank them for proving it to us. I suspected it would be tough for Zach to get to the phone this morning after they heard our conversation yesterday. I promised him that I would find him an attorney to handle his appeal, and I will. But as far as the government knows, I could have been the one. And so they were illegally eavesdropping on an attorney-client privileged conversation, so far as they knew. I guarantee they're listening now, too. And you know what I say to them? Fuck you. Fuck the horse you rode in on and F every one of you. This is the most corrupt government in the world today. There isn't any question about it. We think we we actually hold ourselves up as a country that doesn't have political prisoners, and yet we have hundreds of them. And they're being tortured, and they're being imprisoned in solitary confinement for doing nothing. So I hope they are listening. It's incredible that you've got a juror who's so corrupt that he admits that he found a guilty verdict on four people of which there was no evidence against. He admitted that. Admitted that he took the government's word for what was in deleted text messages. (laughs) Imagine that. Would you take this government's word on anything? And I mean anything. If they tell me it's hot out, and I know it's 90 degrees... I'm going to have a degree of suspicion that it's actually 90 degrees. Because I don't trust a thing they say. And if you do, you're naive beyond belief. 
You're crazy. And only when it happens to you will you get it. Zach Real broke down in tears in the courtroom when he was testifying. Imagine what he's facing for doing nothing. You know, if you went in and killed somebody, okay, you know what? You can feel bad for yourself, but you deserve it. But you walked into an open-doored Capitol, stood around with police, and took selfies. And then you're convicted on statements you didn't even make, by the way. Here's something else he told me yesterday. Part of the quote-unquote evidence that the government displayed for this corrupt liberal jury was a video of a previous protest where some Proud Boys got into a confrontation with Antifa. Now, according to Zach Real, Antifa started this by attacking a woman, and the Proud Boys jumped in in her defense. Keep this in mind, though. Zach Real wasn't there. You know where he was when this one took place? In St. Louis. This was on November 14th, after the election in 2020. They used a video of a rally somewhere where there was some violent exchanges between Antifa and some Proud Boys. Zach Real wasn't there. Wasn't just not involved. He wasn't there. And they said this was evidence of the Proud Boys being violent. So therefore, Zach Real must be violent, even though there's zero evidence that he is. In court, first of all, in the rules of evidence that you learn the very first day you have the class, you cannot show evidence of prior bad acts by a defendant. And in this case, he didn't commit the acts. He wasn't even there. But let's say that he was. Unless the defense brings in character evidence of how wonderful the defendant is, the prosecution cannot use evidence of prior bad acts by that defendant. So the basic premise of using that video was illegal to begin with. But the judge allowed it. Secondarily, he wasn't even involved. He wasn't there. He was in St. Louis. Can you imagine being in his shoes right now? Imagine how much he wants to tell this story today. He, he told me that he couldn't wait. And there he sits. Nobody to help him. He said his attorney showed up late for hearings, didn't care about anything he had to offer in terms of his defense. She was a public defender. Public defender paid for by who? The government. She didn't care. But I read to you what the other criminal defense attorneys said who were not public defenders. This case was built on fairy dust. I think that's a slap in the face to fairy dust, to be honest with you. It's all dis- It's all about distracting the general population again. That's why the media refuses to say anything about these prisoners. Only Tucker Carlson that I know of on any network has said boo about them for the most part. Julie Kelly has appeared on some of the shows on Fox, but I'm sure the Rupert Murdoch family prohibits her from appearing too often. We can't get the real story out there. I'm sure that's their theory. Because Fox is acting in concert with the government to censor you from the real happenings 
of these political prisoners and what's going on. And you could be one of them. You could be one of them. Remember, our friend Owen Schroyer is one of them. When he stood up at a congressional hearing and yelled at Jerry Nadler that he's the he's the liar, which he is, of course, so Owen spoke the truth, was escorted out, was charged with a misdemeanor. But it's part of his misdemeanor so they wouldn't send him to prison. That's what they threatened to do for a misdemeanor. He agreed to not uh, go on government, the Capitol grounds. So he didn't. He was present at the uh, speech that day by President Trump. He was present at a rally by Alex Jones. The government had him on camera walking down the street, didn't go in the Capitol, didn't go on the Capitol grounds, but they claimed that when he was at the rally by Alex Jones that the piece of land he was standing on was restricted And so, therefore, he violated his probation. Can you imagine? Now, in order for that to be restricted, it has to be known, reasonably known to any person that it was restricted. So there should be signs up. I'm going to guarantee you there are no signs up. So that goes to the reasonable man test. Would a reasonable person think this was restricted area? The answer is no. Getting some text messages of people wanting to donate $100 to his defense fund. I know that there is um, a way to do it. Our research assistant was telling me about it. So there is a way to contribute to the defense fund for all of the January 6th defendants, I think. And if anyone ever deserved it, these people do. Be selective if you're going to donate to the defense fund. Be selective of the defendants that you know didn't do anything wrong. Anyone who broke windows, you know. Although, truthfully, I, I think I'll contribute to theirs too because – They broke windows. They don't deserve a jail sentence. But they shouldn't have done that. You always got to remind yourself that anything small is going to be blown out of proportion by the liberal media in order to make you look like a complete criminal. So don't give them any ammunition. Don't give them any fodder. They're going to create their own anyway. So we'll wait and see what happens with Zach, and we will hopefully... When he gets to another prison, uh, he will call us and let us know what's going on. But this is what they do. They're okay with all of this. Believe me, they are. It doesn't phase our government one bit. Not one bit. Doesn't bother them. They'll do and say whatever they please. They'll destroy lives wherever they want to, and you can go pound soft. They don't care what you think. Brett Tolman is a former U.S. attorney, worked for the Department of Justice, proudly so, worked on cases. In fact, his last case involved a shell game like the one the Biden crime family's engaged in, where they had different corporations moving money around without a legitimate business. And the first thing that popped into Brett Tolman's head when he heard James Comer last week, my ver- my very first impression was first a bit of bit dismayed that not all the media was there. You know, you mentioned the partisanship, but you you didn't have several of the larger you know media stations covering this, and it's it's a major announcement that they they claimed they were coming forward. Nobody covered it. How can that be? 
You heard Comer prior to the day detailing what they had, big stuff. Any news organization in the world would have had their interest aroused by that alone. But the liberal media chose not to cover it, period. They didn't care what it said. They didn't care how strong the evidence was. They didn't care. They weren't going to cover it, just like they wouldn't cover the Hunter Biden laptop story prior to the election. You want to know who the most scary domestic terrorist is, Biden? It ain't white supremacist, you jackass. It's the media and you. That's who it is. So Brett Tolman, they say nothing's wrong. The media says there's there's really nothing from Comer's speech and evidence that should alarm anybody. Is that true? So as I listened to it, I thought to myself, you have four banks, only four, that they've received documents from their subpoena. Th- that, those four banks revealed $10 million had, had been passed through upwards of 25 different LLCs to nine different members of the Biden family and friends. I look at that. You and I know very clearly if you can't identify what the business of those 25 LLCs are, then what you have is a shell game to move money. And that's exactly what they have. He knows it. This is what he's done. How disappointing is he? And where are we with the Department of Justice? I never thought that I would get to the point having so much, you know, fondness for DOJ, the people that I interacted with for so many years. And it, it, it is the kind of case that was the bread and butter of the fraud and corruption unit at DOJ. We're, we're looking at a DOJ who refuses to prosecute certain cases now that have a political angle to them. They'll re-prosecute, you know, a Philippus Formes who was given clemency by by President Trump, but they won't go after a Joe Biden family member who who appears to be in a crime syndicate. This is the stuff I, I, I back up and I look at and I say, we're in bizarro world. This is DOJ, the heart of what DOJ really was organized for, and that was to be able to piece together multifaceted crime syndicates, which a local jurisdiction would have a difficult time doing. How sad is that? We keep hearing from former FBI agents who proudly were uh, FBI agents and rose in the ranks, very high positions, how disgusted they are with the current FBI. Now we hear from a former Department of Justice U.S. attorney, Brett Tolman, how sickened he is by the current state of the partisan, corrupt Department of Justice. All because of this guy. I'm not sure you should assume I'm not corrupt, but I'm thank you for that. The system does produce corruption, and I think implicit in the system is corruption. It is when you're involved. Brett Tolman, what's the only explanation for the behavior of the Department of Justice in your mind? The only explanation, the only explanation is at the executive level of the FBI and the executive level of DOJ, there are political decisions being made. And if that's the case, it is tragic for those of us who served in DOJ, because that's a that's a new chapter that we never wanted to, to open. And when you're talking about the only entity that needs to be completely impartial when it makes decisions on who to put into jail. And yet we know they're corrupted. He's right. It's all partisan and it's all based on this guy. I'm not sure you should assume I'm not corrupt, but I'm thank you for that. Though. The 
system does produce corruption, and, and I think implicit in the system is corruption. Yes, it is implicit. <laughs> Remember when Obama foretold what would happen with the government? I had a, I had a, a stand-in, a front man or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats mm-hmm. looking through the stuff and then I could sort of deliver the lines but somebody else was uh, doing all the talking and ceremony I'd be fine with that he'd be fine with that it's exactly what he got he's got the buffoon but anytime there's a decision to be made it's Obama's he also predicted eventually a situation like the January 6 prisoners and for the international order that we have worked for generations to build ordinary men and women are too small-minded to govern their own affairs. That order and progress can only come when individuals surrender their rights to an all-powerful sovereign. Can you believe a United States president uttered those words and we didn't hear about it until recently? You're too small-minded, folks, don't you know? This guy hates you. It's sickening. Everything about this country is sickening. And then we have appointees by Biden to the judicial bench throughout this country that have no idea what the United States Constitution says. Here's a judge appointee by the name of Claire, and I hope I get her name right, Bjelkengren, it's a Swedish name. Senator John Kennedy asked her basic questions regarding our Constitution as she is attempting to become a federal judge. Uh, tell, tell me what Article 5 of the Constitution does. Article 5 is not coming to mind at the moment. Okay. How about Article 2? Neither is Article 2. Okay. She doesn't know what Article 5 is. Article 5 says this, on the application of two-thirds of the legislatures of the states, Congress shall call a convention for proposing amendments. So if you want to propose an amendment to the Constitution, that's what Article 5 governs. She didn't know that. (laughs) You know what Article 2 mentions? The president, vice president, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of Treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. She has no working knowledge of that amendment. I, 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 you can't get any more pathetic than that, can you? Or pathetic than that. <laughs> she has no idea. None. Zero zilch nada. Pretty incredible. So good luck, Judge. To another judge, Senator Kennedy pretty accurately displayed how Americans feel about this fentanyl problem. This is the way the American people whose sons and daughters are dying look at it. 
our economy is $23 trillion. Mexico's economy is $1.3 trillion. Ours is 18 times bigger. We buy $400 billion every year from Mexico. Without the people of America, Mexico, figuratively speaking, would be eating cat food out of a can and living in a tent behind an outback. So why don't you and the president, embarrassing no one, get on the phone and call President Lopez Obrador and make him a deal he can't refuse to allow our military and our law enforcement officials to go into Mexico and work with his to stop the cartels. Why don't you do that? Senator, what I am doing every single day is working with the incredible men and women of DEA who are risking their lives. She's proud, but she won't answer why they won't call the president of Mexico and tell him in no uncertain terms, as Donald Trump did. Here's what's going to happen. You don't like it? We won't deal with you. Go ahead and eat out of whatever it was that John Kennedy described in his wonderful way. That was the director of the DEA, by the way, in case you were wondering. She's an idiot. Ann Milgram. 10,000 people work under her. 4,000 special agents. 900 intelligence analysts. She has no clue. I said that was a judge. It wasn't. I, I made a mistake when I said that. She has no clue. And refused to answer the question, which was a simple one. Why don't you and Biden get on the phone? Don't embarrass anybody. Call Mexico. Call the president down there and tell him here's the way it's going to work. If you don't like it, too bad. We're the big bully. When you get as big as us and we're small, then you can dictate to us. But until then, you're going to close that border off. Because I'm too incompetent to do it. We've heard so much in recent months about the liberals trying to brainwash, indoctrinate children into books of perversion and perverted sexual acts. And, of course, that is what they're trying to do. Ben Carson, who's a very bright guy, also understands that there's another problem confronting our children today. And I can lay this one, if he doesn't, directly at the feet of the parents. Families are falling apart. The place where children are getting their values is not there anymore. And uh, they don't learn to be forgiving. They learn selfishness. It's all about me, my, and I. And of course, that's going to lead to a lot more conflicts in whatever environment they're found in. And he was talking about kids' dependence on their screens, their phones, their pads, their tablets, whatever they use. And he's right there too. Do you ever try to talk to a kid? Do you ever go to a restaurant and look around at all the kids in the the restaurant, they're all looking at their phones. And I don't mean just checking something here and there. I don't mean having to text somebody. I mean just reading long articles while they're sitting there with their families. Jeffrey Katzenberg is another Hollywood mogul who's a woke lunatic. He has now announced that 
he'll do anything he can do with his fortune to stop Donald Trump from becoming president. So in other words, he's made it clear that he will pay off anybody that he has to pay off in order to keep Donald Trump from the White House. And Joe Scarborough thinks that's cool. Jeffrey Katzenberg, this morning, news breaking, said he will do whatever it takes. He will provide whatever money is needed from his fortune to make sure Donald Trump is not elected president of the United States. Do you know how many people are waking up this morning saying that? Do you know how many people are waking up this morning saying, you know what, I need to get involved in 2024 and and, and stop this fascist, stop this liar, stop this guy who elevates Vladimir Putin and trashes America? He just called Trump a liar, and then he lied about what Trump is. Elevated Vladimir Putin and trashes America. When You can say a lot of things about Donald Trump. You might not like his personality. But one thing you cannot say is that he trashes America. He's never trashed America. He is as patriotic as they get. He wants nothing but success for our country. Scarborough is such a weasel. He is the kind of guy that the only reason you picked him when you were a little league or, or little kids and you're playing in the schoolyard, you only picked him on your team because he was the last guy picked and it was his mommy and daddy's ball or bat that you were playing with. Otherwise, he would have never been picked. He's just a little candy ass. Talks like a tough guy, isn't tough. There's a lot of those liberals. A lot of them. That, that, uh, Ann Milgram, the head of the DEA that Kennedy was just questioning, she was sitting right next to Christopher Ray when he was blistering her. And both of them were asking the Senate for more money for the FBI and the DEA. I wouldn't give the FBI, the DEA, the CIA, the Department of Justice, any of them. I wouldn't give them a nickel until the corruption is cleaned out. I'd stop them from functioning. That's what needs to happen until the corruption's cleaned out. Good Biden's not going to clean it out. It's beneficial to him. Of course, the liberal microphones and cameras give a, an audience to this attorney for Jordan Neely, the subway lunatic that was held by a U.S. Marine. And then Neely died, tragically, but too bad. Dante Mills is his attorney's name, and listen to this moron. Who are we to look at someone and say they were houseless, so they must be a bad person. They were houseless, so they must have been about to attack us. They must have been about to hurt us. So we had the right to take his life, because our life matters more. That's not the situation we want to live in. That's not the community we want to have. It's hard to imagine someone dumber than that guy, but then, of course, you have Biden and you have Harris. But imagine a guy who just said about a U.S. Marine who put his life on the line for this country, and, and Dante Mills never did, I guarantee that. But he just said that this Marine on a subway with a wild man threatening to hurt people had the conscious thought, he's houseless, so I have a right to kill him. That's what this moron just said. <laughs> and 
And, of course, the guy who's responsible for ginning up more hatred and more race baiting than just about anybody in the last 30 years, Al Sharpton encourages more violence. A mental issue on a train is not to be sentenced with death. What you will do if you do not prosecute him, in my judgment, is you will set a standard of vigilantism that we cannot tolerate. We cannot tolerate. Sounds like a trained animal, doesn't he? Well, he is, actually. Why don't you go pay your taxes? What, about $10 million now that you owe? I don't think U.S. taxpayers should tolerate that. Every U.S. taxpayer should just go on strike from paying taxes until Al Sharpton pays his. Wouldn't we be justified in doing that? If we all did it, we all stuck together, they couldn't do anything about it. Larry Elder, was uh, he is running for president, as you know, and he was talking about some of the things that set him apart from the other candidates. And he was asked about him supporting Ukraine at this point. If it weren't for the fact that I believe that uh, what Putin has done has inspired China, uh, is inspiring North Korea, is inspiring uh, the Ayatollahs of Iran, who do have a nuclear bomb, in my opinion, right now, I would agree with that. But unfortunately, things have a, have a tendency to trigger behavior of other bad actors around the world. And so Biden has made the world much more dangerous. So if you don't support Ukraine, you're encouraging the other idiots, the Iranians, the Chinese, the North Koreans. And there's some logic behind that. However, I still wouldn't give them the money. But then again, that's if you had a strong president. Probably under the current situation, you almost have to keep giving them money till we get somebody else in there. And that somebody else will then tell Russia, go pound salt. China, you too. Uh, Ayatollah, you, you mess with a nuclear bomb, we'll blow you off the face of the earth in about 20 seconds. So go ahead. Give it your best shot. And finally, I don't know if you heard, but the uh, COVID scare is over. It's officially over in New York. Did you hear about that? New York, of course, loves to think that they're at the forefront of everything. But they're so far behind on COVID being over that it's almost laughable. But one of the reporters on Fox went out on the street and found a complete and utter liberal imbecile with a mask on. And he said this. What are you going to do with your newfound freedom? Still wear a mask. I mean, why? Well, because it prevents illness, the flu, colds, covid I mean, it works out for us. That's what we do. Really? Anytime we travel, we go to a grocery store, restaurant, we take our mask. So you're not convinced that the emergency is over? Well, I'm convinced that it's somewhat over. But the thing is, it's still out there. The thing is, dangerous people like you are still out there. That is a danger to America, that guy. It prevents illness. This is how easy it is to manipulate most of this country. Because most of this country is tragically illiterate. So it's so simple to manipulate them through the media, it's not even funny. The entire COVID mess was a media manipulation brought on by the government's coalition with China. The people in Washington undermined President Trump because they knew that was the only way to get him out of there destroy the economy. They willingly destroyed the economy by locking businesses down and denying that they did it. They didn't ever allow natural immunity to take its natural course. 
Instead, they foisted a an experimental vaccine on people, told you to wear a mask, you best obey us, stand six feet apart, you best obey us, or what? Did anybody legitimately believe at any time that you standing five feet from somebody was better than standing six, was worse, I should say, than standing six feet from somebody? Did you really believe that at any time? Because I'd like a list of people who did, because I want to sell them something. It won't be worth anything, but I'll make a million dollars, because you're that stupid. So many people actually believe this government that this vaccine was good. It'll stop the spread. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, they said. And people believed them. Why do you believe anything you hear from the government? And I mean anything. This moron thinks masks prevent anything. They do harm to you. They don't prevent anything. You idiot. How do you think those pieces of cloth were all of a sudden mass produced? Remember Fauci telling us, hey, don't wear masks because the The nurses and the doctors need those masks. All of a sudden, they're mass-produced. They didn't prevent anything. But they were for sale, and the dopes went out and bought them. Most places had them for free, but idiots went out to Walgreens. I used to see boxes of them at Walgreens. I just started laughing. Who in the hell would buy these? All I had to do was walk into a doctor's office, and they gave you one. Pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. So the newfound COVID freedom up there in uh, Psychopath, New York, with the psychopath wearing his mask, is in full view. You know what else is in full view? Good windows. Good windows help the curb appearance of your house. They'll also, of course, help the thermal efficiency of your house. And Window World has done that for over 70,000 homes in our area. Unbelievable. 314-993-1800 is how you can get a free in-home estimate from Window World. They'll come to your home and tell you exactly how they're the best for less. They'll prove it to you. 314-993-1800. That's what I did the day that my windows were broken by hail. I called Window World and out they came. I then got the preferred window of the Blues, the official window of the Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl champs. Those companies don't just go into business with anybody. They thoroughly vet them. Because their name's on the deal. Now, at Window World, they use double-strength glass. That's why they can give you a lifetime warranty that covers all parts, glass breakage, and labor. Now, if you want to know price, we've already done the comparison for you. We've taken Window World for 14 windows, all the same as the competition's windows. By the way, the competition upsells you on double-strength glass. On Window World, that's their product. As a result of all of that upselling and all of the gouging that the other company does, you get the same amount of windows, the same kind of windows. From Window World, you'll pay one-third of what you'll pay for the competition. One-third. We did your work for you. But feel free to compare. Window World offers 18 months, same as cash financing with approved credit. See if they do that elsewhere. See if they offer you that lifetime warranty. They won't. 314-993-1800. That's Window World. 
All right, folks, uh, we apologize that um, Zach Real was not able to come on. The government prevented him from coming on. We will find out what prison he's in, and we'll give it another try. We're not quitting. We don't do that here. It's not how we roll. It's not how we'll ever roll. I can promise you that. We'll be right back with more of our show, including your calls, right after this. Am I the only one here tonight? Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Who thinks of taking all the good we got and turning it back? Hell, I'll be damned. I think I'm turning into my old man. Am I the only one willing to bleed or take a bullet for being free? Screaming what the hell at my TV for telling me, yeah, you're telling me that I'm the only one willing to fight for my Oh, my love of the red and 
Welcome you back in. Kevin Slayton with you on this Monday morning, the day the liberals created. Our phone lines are open for you, 636-538-0746, 636-538-0746. If you're looking for a new car or a truck or a, an SUV or any kind of vehicle, we've got the answer for you. You don't have to beat your head against the wall going from dealership to dealership and wasting your Saturday. All you have to do is call or text stl-cars.com stl-cars.com 314-309-3633 314-309-3633 ask for Don tell him we sent you and it doesn't have to feel like you're going to the dentist anymore you tell them the car that you want by looking on their website at the thousands of cars and trucks and SUVs that they have pick the one you want if you can't find the exact one you want, call them or text them anyway and tell them, here's exactly what I want. You've got one that's close, but here's what I want. Tell them the price you want to pay. Here's what I'm going to pay. They'll get the car for you, and you pick it up and drive it away. Or you can have them deliver it to you as well. They have a VIP concierge maintenance service available. But you can get your dream vehicle through their network of dealer inventory all over the country. I've done it three different times. My son has done it. He just most recently did it and got one from delivered from Alabama, an SUV. 314-309-3633. Ask for Don. You can call or text. And I promise you, you will have taken the pain, and I mean the pain, out of getting yourself a new car, new vehicle of any kind, truck, SUV. Doesn't matter. They've got them all. It works. Here's how bad the lies of Biden and Karine Jean-Pierre and Mayorkas are regarding the border. The Washington Post, the most liberal rag out there other than the New York Times, wrote this, The White House acts as if the numbers it conjured up are real, when in fact veterans' benefits are unlikely to be cut. They keep telling you that the Republicans want to cut the benefits of veterans and send money to the border when that's not true at all. There's nothing this regime tells you that has any factual basis whatsoever. I mentioned our phone line's open, 636-538-0746. I have to tip the cap to the Cardinals. They won three in a row against the Red Sox. The Red Sox, of course, pay Kenley Jansen as their closer, so that's why the Cardinals were able to sweep. Kenley Jansen gagged up leads in the ninth inning of the first two games. He has done that his entire career. I, I can't believe I'll tell you what, if you have a son who can throw a strike, teach him the art of pitching through from Jack Flaherty. Maybe he can teach it to them. But be a closer, be a relief pitcher, throw one inning, make millions of dollars, and if you're not better than Kenley Jansen, you should never play at all. You should just quit. He's been the worst closer I've ever seen throughout his career, and yet he keeps getting hired, and he keeps getting millions of dollars. 
And all of the Cardinal fans now are, oh, my God, this is great. They're still, they still have the worst record in the National League. Still the worst. And so not much has improved. Good morning. You're on the Window World Kings Court. How are you? Hey, King. It's the Paige. How are you? Hi, Paige. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Can you hear us okay? Yeah, sorry. It's cutting out just a little bit. Hey, I know I haven't called in a long time, and I've been promising my husband, Sean, that I was going to because I've just got a couple of questions. Sure. Um, first of all, where are all your female callers? <laughs> <laughs> I think they're the silent majority. I think they listen quietly. I uh, I know um, we have a lot of female callers because I hear from them, or listeners, yes. I should say, but I hear from them. But yes. I, you're right. The, the females are not as vocal, and they need to be. Sometimes we can be louder, as my husband would say. <laughs> I think your husband, Sean, is correct. <laughs> um, so here was my question. I I love Trump. I respect him immensely. I, for the most part, worship him for the things that he has done and has promised to do and kept those promises. Um, I think one thing that I do disagree with him, though, is putting down any other Republican candidate. I don't care if they're running against him. There's no way they're going to surpass him. So as far as I'm concerned, I think the best thing that he can do is to be the gentleman and be gracious and no matter what. Don't sling the mud because right now the candidates that are putting themselves forward are all about the country too. And right now that's the most important thing. And if that really is the most important thing to Trump, which is what he preaches all the time. And I do believe that, but he has to practice what he preaches. And right now the Republican party is extremely broken and if we're not going to stick together then the entire the entire system falls apart as we're witnessing and i guess my my whole point to that is like i just i've never been a fan of mudslinging i feel like the you know the best revenge is to just take yourself to a level higher um but i just that 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 right there, especially what he's saying about the DeSantis, there's too many people, especially the entire state of Florida, that respect the hell out of DeSantis. And the last thing that he needs to do is to piss off Florida. <laughs> so I just, you know, and then speaking of DeSantis, the only other thing that I really want to to um, to ask your opinion about is. You know, I guess, and this is what I keep saying to my husband is, you know, I think the Democrats are entirely stupid and corrupt and every other horrible word that I wish I could say on the radio. Um, But they're even more stupid because I feel like if they if they really succeed, pray God not, in keeping Trump from running then DeSantis is the guy. 
And all of those independents or idiots like we know that um, that are Republicans and conservatives, but they're not a fan of Trump or they can't just can't vote for Trump. Guess what? All of those people don't have a problem deciding who to vote for anymore. They're not going to just not vote because they don't like Trump and they can't vote for Biden. All of those people are now going to vote for DeSantis because no matter any of the things that they say, he's not the guy that they're saying that they're not going to vote for because they just don't like his personality. I mean, DeSantis is Mr. Personality. I think Trump is Mr. Personality, but I'm just saying for the rest of middle America that just, and, I, and by middle America, I don't mean the flyover states. I mean, middle America, as far as the middle of the rotors. Um, but I'm just, I'm, I'm just thinking like, if they do get Trump out, then DeSantis is the guy and the Democrats would have to do way more shady dealings to win, quote unquote, another election. Well, I don't disagree with you regarding President Trump and DeSantis at all. I've been advocating the two of them get together, sit down, work out whatever differences they have, and have DeSantis not run and run as his running mate. Because DeSantis cannot beat Trump in the, in the primary. Nobody can. But you're right. If they happen to prevent Trump from running, period, then we're going to have to have somebody that we can get behind. And you can't have a wounded DeSantis. Uh, the other part of that, uh, and, and I agree, Trump needs to simply focus on all of the things he's done well and all of the things right. he's going to do well. That's all we want to hear. We don't care about yep. the rest of it. We don't care about 2020. It's over. It's done. It's in our rearview mirror. We don't care about it. He needs to do just what he did in that town hall because then I think it's much easier. He doesn't have to worry about losing this primary. So there's no reason to run ads against DeSantis like they're doing. I don't know who's yep. in charge of that, but Trump's got the last word on it. So he needs to veto it and say no, no dice. And and the Republican uh, committee run by that idiot Mitt Romney's niece, Ronna McDaniel, apparently has no control over her party and and should be able to coalesce a meeting between these two guys. Hey, guys, mm-hmm. come on. Let's let's do what's best for this party, which is what's best for the country, and let's. It's Donald Trump's turn. I mean, he's he's going to run. He's. Or I mean, he is running. He's going to win. Uh, Ron DeSantis hasn't even offered us a definitive date that he's going to run. I think that right. was a mistake on his part. If he's going to run, I think whoever's in charge of his campaign is failing miserably because he's just sitting there taking a beating, losing in the polls, and right. he, and he has no chance to overtake Trump now. So yeah. you might as well go ahead, become the vice president. And then we can have eight years of DeSantis after Trump's done. And I'm all for that. Right. And that's exactly the thing is that, you know, let's say that he does want to turn him into his running mate. Well, after he slams him in the press, I mean, how's that going to look? Well, how do you then say, oh, the guy knows what he's doing? As you've seen, (laughs) as you've seen throughout history, that happens all the time. I mean, Reagan chose George Bush after, you know, going into a primary against him. Look at Biden and this idiot that's his vice president. She called him a racist and then he asked her to be his vice president. Well, I mean, if you're fixing uh, elections, you can do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I mean, yeah, but I I just, you know, but the Republicans are supposed to be smarter than that. They are, you know, but I wonder especially sometimes. Especially now. 
I'm not so sure the Republicans are that smart. I just think the Republicans have the best policy ideas. They have the best values. They have more character. Um, Unfortunately, they're weak and they're spineless. And that's that's the weakness. Nobody has everything, I guess. But in terms of knowing what's fair and what's not fair, what's right and what's wrong, the, the, the liberals have no concept of that anymore. It's completely gone from their from their DNA. They just don't care. It's true. They're just rotten, rotten people to the core. That's my feeling about every one of them. Because you can't yeah. possibly support Biden and be a decent person. You can't. I would agree with that. I mean, unfortunately, I, um, you know, I, I can't keep my son away from his grandparents. So I kind of fight that battle on Ugh. a daily. But <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's a shame. Is that, is that your grandparents? His grandparents on your husband's side? I take it. No. Nope. Your parents? That would be that would be my mother and oh, her boy. husband. Oh, my boy. daddy. My daddy. Uh, you know, and I even I told Sean this, but you know, thank God. This is the only time I've ever thanked God that my father is no longer on this earth, because he fought in Vietnam. Um, a decorated officer, a captain in the army, he enlisted. He didn't get drafted. He enlisted. And then not only did he go to college, but he also went to OCS, which he didn't have to do in those days. And he brought his entire unit home in one piece. And he used to wake up with nightmares um, and screaming in the middle of the night from the PTSD. Mm, And his his heart would just it it would oh, be yeah. it extremely would broken yeah it would break he would not recognize this country that he risked his life for and that his mates risked their lives for i mean it must be so hard on veterans right now oh i you see it every day you see it every single day the other thing i wanted to ask real quick and then i'm going to let somebody else get a turn <laughs> um but um who because Sean and I keep going back and forth, you know, it's like, okay, um, I, you know, Sean says he needs, that Trump needs to choose um, uh, a Latino American uh, female for a running mate. And um, I would love to see him choose Tim Scott. Um, so, you know, I just, I'm kind of wondering where, what's, which side, you know, because I think it, Carrie Lake is Hispanic, is she not? I don't know that. I don't think okay. she is, but I don't know for sure. Okay. Um, well, and, and I'm on board with either one. Um, but, you know, it's about time that if, if he, I, here's my feeling about the Tim Scott thing. Not only is he extremely intelligent and eloquent and, and far underrated, but the other thing is, is that it would be nice for once for the first time in America, to get a fully African-American, American-born black man in the office. Yeah, it, it, he would be the first black as vice president or, or president, that's for sure. I like what I'm all saying, of, though. <laughs> I, I like all of those candidates. My, my only thing about it is I never insist on a quota like that. I never say, well, he's got to have a black Latino or he's got to have a Latino female or a black man. I would never say because th- that's what they do. They, well, it they, is what they do, they, but here's the thing. It's like DeSantis said. If you can't beat them, you're going to have to – we're going to have to get on their level. And here's my thing. Our level 
is not going to someone who's not even a quarter like she's barely even a quarter Jamaican, let alone African American, right. who doesn't have a brain between the two of them rubbed together. Um, you know, I'm talking about putting someone in there that actually deserves a spot. And you know what? Who cares if he's African American? But if they want to sit there and play the race card all day long, you know what? Up yours. Here you go. Right, right. I agree that you have to get down and play dirty with them. You do, but I don't. I don't believe that we have to pick a Latino woman or a black man. I would be completely comfortable with Tim Scott or Carrie Lake or right. a host of other people, Nikki Haley. But I think DeSantis makes the most sense because they're the two front runners in the Republican Party. Now, if you yeah. want to, if you want to please women, obviously Carrie Lake's your answer. And I would well, love I don't to know. see DeSantis Carrie Lake. is kind of good looking. <laughs> 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 finally to have somebody since Kennedy good looking in the office. I'm just saying. Well, you well Trump Trump was a good looking guy. He's a little older now, but no, I, I agree with you. I, I don't. But my my point is, I don't care. But your point is very is very well taken. That you know, if we're going to beat him, we got to fight. You know, this this mail in balloting, we got to learn how to fight that. If we don't learn yeah. how to participate in it, then we're going to get beat every time. That's right. And you know what? Here's the thing. At least the people that we, you know, have quotas for. We actually have some pickings. I agree with you. We have they never do. Really, no, no, we have some really qualified people. We do. Um, we whether do. they're female or black or, or Hispanic, it doesn't matter. They're all good, and they don't. That's right. <laughs> you know that, that's the the amazing thing. And and I don't believe any presidential candidate should ever say uh, the running mate has to be a black female. That's what Biden claimed, which of course is job discrimination, but no one sure. prosecutes him for that. Uh, and then yeah. he went out and didn't pick a black female. Yeah, one quarter Jamaican. Oh my God, it's amazing. Might as well pick Pocahontas and say you got an Indian vice president. (laughs) True, but please, God, no. (laughs) No, that won't happen. (laughs) All right, I'm going to make room for others. Thank you for everything you do, and you and me and Sean have got to go get that cocktail soon. That sounds like a winner to me, Paige. (laughs) All right, take care of yourself. All right, you too. You've been having some struggles. Thank you. I know, but I appreciate that very much. It's very nice of Absolutely. you. Absolutely. You're in our prayers. Take care. Thank you so much, Paige. I appreciate Bye. it. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. All very good points. Very good points. I agree with her on, on the Trump situation quite a bit. I, I, I've been saying all along, just focus on what you're going to do. Tell us what you will do to change the shit we're in right now. And Trump's got all those answers he gave him the other night. If nothing else, all he has to do is say, I'm going to repeat what I did. I don't need to hear about bad things about DeSantis or anybody else. They're not going to compete with you for this nomination. It's yours. It's yours to lose, and there's only one way to lose it, and that's do that. Just don't do it. Just don't do it, and you'll be just fine. So that that's good advice, what Paige just gave us and what gave President Trump. It's very good advice. Um, before page cut, I was, and by the way, the lines are open and, uh, Dave's coming in now. Good morning, Dave. How are you? Kevin, good morning. I'm doing well. Hey, I'd like to start it off by telling Paige, thank you for your father's service. And I feel your pain because the only time I've ever glad my grandfather was dead is right now. Because as a World War II vet who did two tours over there, it would be breaking his heart to see this country. Be, be breaking the heart of a lot of veterans that are still alive yeah. that are seeing this, and I guarantee you their hearts are broken. They, well, they're just 
On top of a broken heart, they're probably thinking, what, what was the point of me risking my life? Exactly. I didn't risk exactly. my life for this. If you would have, if you sent troops over there now to fight, they'd say, well, what am I fighting for? I'm not fighting for this crap. Exactly. Uh, Kevin, first of all, thank you for bringing to light on this, the gentleman, I can't remember his name, so I do apologize, um, that, that you're going to try to help find a lawyer Z- to help yeah, Zach, fight his. Zach Real. Yeah. Uh, to help find a lawyer to fight his, his BS case. Uh, two things, if I could. One, I, I, I'm impressed by Tim Scott's story, but I was disappointed how Tim Scott let the Republicans pimp him whenever they sent him out the lone black man to make their presentation on their bullshit uh, uh, crime reform act. You know, I, I didn't like how they used him. And I think I, I thought that, that they used him simply because he was black and he was gullible enough to fall for it. That, that's just no, no, what, which crime act and what did he fall for? Oh, Kevin, I, I don't know exactly. So I'm only speaking from my behind, which is not unusual for me. But when, when the, the Republicans under Trump were doing a, a, the Crime Reform Act, he made the presentation, so I believe it was to Congress, on the changes that should be made. Yeah, I don't remember any of the details of that, so I, I can't say one way or the other whether I agree or well, disagree. I'll, I'll do some research, and I'll, and I'll get it to you. I just didn't like how they used my and I, and I felt like the – but his story is incredible. His story is absolutely incredible. And again, Paige, I, 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 you're so phenomenal. But no, we can't pick somebody because of gender or because of race. Or because, we got to pick the qualified candidate. If the qualified candidate happens to be a black guy, so be it. Or whatever they are. We cannot play their game and pick somebody because of anything other than qualifications. Well, that's how, how I've always looked at it. And I hope that that's the way it's looked at by all of the um, people that are running. And Kevin, forgive me, I can't remember who the person was. I think it was Newt Gingrich who said, as opposed to picking DeSantis as his vice president, which basically is just you know whatever, he thinks DeSantis will be better as. A, I don't know, again, I got to do research on it. The president Newt Gingrich said DeSantis will be better as a cabinet member. You know, maybe Secretary of Defense or something like that, where he has a lot of experience being, you know, uh, a former military guy. Well, we'll wait and see. You know, I, I believe they need to get together, though, because I don't think we should have a divided party when it comes time to no. to run. I, I, I agree. I wish to get together more live and say, you know, what? Uh, this is what I'm hoping for, Kevin. This is what I'm hoping and praying for is that this is DeSantis and Trump behind the scenes have colluded to say, Let's fling shit at each other and think these pe- make these people think that we're, we're, we're enemies. Well, we're really not. This is what I'm praying for, my friend. I know it sounds childish, but you never know. Yeah, the only campaign uh, reform bill or the only criminal reform bill that I'm aware of that Tim Scott was involved in was a good one. So I'm not I sure. I may be missing something, though. So if you do find out, let me know. I will. I'm not saying the bill was bad, but it was like they pushed the lone black guy out there because it was a lot of reform to, to help black people. And I just felt like they, they pushed the lone black guy out there, the only senator who's black, to, to be the mouthpiece. And I, I, I just didn't like the presentation. While the bill was good, I didn't like them picking and plucking him out 
Just like well, he's he's been Bruce he's been a big uh, Law and Order guy though, so I don't I don't think it was because he was black. And people can say it was and wasn't. I don't really care. But as long as a good person was out front, I, see, it doesn't matter. People are going to judge it by skin color no matter what. If you pick a black vice president, they're going to say, "Oh, you only took him because he's black." Doesn't people don't look at the qualifications? They only look at the skin color. So it really doesn't matter. You pick who you want to pick. Uh, I would never announce that I was going to pick someone based on their skin color, but that's what Biden did. But I would never do that. That's job discrimination. So I don't like breaking the law. Absolutely. Kevin, thank you much for taking my call. All right, Dave, Dave, thanks. Thank you for your dad's service. You betcha. Appreciate it. Appreciate it much. So, um, at any rate, yeah, I'm a big fan of Tim Scott's. I've always been a fan of Tim Scott's. I'm not a fan of Nikki Haley as much as I once was because I don't think she should have broken her word to the president. Here's the deal. You promised you wouldn't run against him. Then don't run against him. You're not going to beat him anyway, but you, you broke your word on a simple promise. So what else will you break your word on? That's the way I look at that. You know, I, I, and DeSantis, I'm a little bit uh, disappointed in too because Donald Trump pushed him over the edge or he wouldn't even be governor of Florida. So DeSantis should be rallying support for Trump, not running against him. If something happens, then jump in there and here I am. <clears throat> you know, all right, Cleo, you're up. How are you doing this morning? Hey, morning. How's it going, Kevin? Going great. As far as, far as uh, discrimination and hiring, I thought the 64 uh, Civil Rights Bill prohibited that. It's violated all the time. Of course it is. <laughs> Especially by a president. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, that was a bill that was needed and was put through, and he violates it constantly. Constantly. But remember, you're dealing with a racist here. He's a racist. There is no question about it. No one has used black people more than this guy has. Well, he's a liberal, progressive, he can do anything he wants. And he's so far showing it. He can have shell companies, steal money, launder money. Doesn't matter. The liberals will protect him. I mean, it really does challenge your sense of sanity when you see people actually trying to make excuses for this latest. The evidence is overwhelming. As Brett Tobin said, this is only from four banks. Imagine when they get the rest of the <laughs> banks' statements and all, all their stuff. This is just four of them. Yeah, and the non-cooperation from the Justice Department and the FBI is, sure. is, is unbelievable. Yeah, why do you suppose that is? <laughs> nobody, Nobody doesn't cooperate when they have nothing to hide. They don't cooperate when they're hiding something. Kevin, there's a real telling statistic, Kevin. I don't know if you mentioned this in your first hour about the Rasmussen poll concerning the Biden scandal. Did you see that? The what is? I'm sorry? The Rasmussen poll concerning the Biden No, I have not seen that. What does it say? The 69% of the respondents believe that there is something, it is serious scandal, the Biden family scandal. 69%, Kevin. And that's without that's without the mainstream media reporting on it. Right, right. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. No one other than Fox and Newsmax and us have reported on it, and 70% of the people find it to be uh, a, a criminal enterprise. And that is, again, a liberal poll. So anytime there's a poll, you can count on it being 10% extra against the Democrats. So that would sound to me like 80% of the people, without having any coverage from the lamestream media, believe it's a serious scandal. That's pretty well, telling. Sure. And can you imagine if the mainstream media would report on it, there would be such a fear in this country, he would have to resign. They would have to. He would have to resign. There's no question about it. It would be just like Nixon. 
I mean, what Nixon did was small potatoes. Nixon wasn't <laughs> stealing money. He was covering up a break-in, which was stupid to begin with. That was like a damn tea party compared to what's going on now. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Hey, and what about this damn U.S. Uh, ambassador to China, Nicholas Burns? You, you see what he's saying? I did not. Concerning fentanyl, which I believe the Chinese have intentionally shipped to Mexico, made it, shipped the ingredients to Mexico so they can kill Americans. 200 a day die. Well, they've anyway, already Nicholas, they've already tracked it. You're exactly right. It's coming from China. Nicholas Burns, can you imagine this? Nicholas Burns, U.S. ambassador to China, says it's not the Chinese government; it's Chinese private firms. There are no Chinese private firms. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, these, these I'm, I'm telling you, everybody in that regime, Biden's regime, is on the take for China. Every single yeah. last one of them. Well, I was going to say, I'm sure he's sleeping with a couple of Chinese spies. Well, we know Swalwell was. <laughs> fang, fang. <laughs> yeah, what see, a complete ass that. that guy is. That guy is a poster boy for everything that's pathetic about America. <laughs> I see what... I see what he's uh, really uh, a dumb guy, too, on top of everything else. He is just stupid. I see when Marjorie Taylor Greene wants to get by... Hunter Biden's horse to, to comment before Congress. Not a bad national idea. Secu- national security risk. They were in on it. Not a bad idea. And- remember Trump brought uh, Bill Clinton's horse to one of the debates. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Marjorie Taylor, she really goes all out, doesn't she? I like her. <laughs> I like her, too. But anyway, I thought that was a telling statistic. 69% of Americans know what the hell's going on, despite the media not reporting it. Yeah, I think it's a huge number, and I think it's very telling. Not that it'll matter, because that, that will not force the media to cover it anyway. That's how pathetic they are. Well, nobody's breaking, and I don't see anybody breaking at all. The only people to break are the whistleblowers. Remember, they're, they're still not, the media's still not covering the Hunter Biden laptop. They've, oh, right. we, we admitted it's real. Well, that, that's not where you stop. You keep going. Unbelievable the media. The media is what they, the liberal media. They're worse than the the crummiest bum on the street, as far as I'm concerned. I've, I've said they're, for years they're, they're lower. I've said for years they're our gravest danger in this country. And boy, is that that those chickens are coming home to roost. Yeah. Okay, that's all I gotta say. All right, Cleo. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye bye now. Great stuff from Cleo, and he's right. All right, folks. We're gonna have to run. Uh, we're disappointed that the government prohibited Zach Real from being our guest on the show this morning, but we will continue to get him on, to try, to make an effort to get him on. I should never say that we can get him on because of what the government steps in and does. But he sort of predicted it last night when he told me the only reason I wouldn't be there is if they stopped me from calling by moving me, and they were listening in on our conversation. All right, we're back fighting the good fight again for you tomorrow morning. Though right here on the Window World STL Cars dot com Kings Court. On KevinSlaytonShow.com, the podcast to follow. Also on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everyone. Uh-huh.